Republican Congressman Matt Gates was one of the few Americans really to not allegedly watch any bit of the Super Bowl this past Sunday. And according to Gates himself, he also refused to allow his wife to watch the game. Because according to Matt Gates, he just could not sanction the Super Bowl watching in his home because they played the so-called Black National Anthem, which of course is actually a song written in 1900 called Lift Every Voice and Sing. It is an uplifting song that of course was written in 1900, as I said, uh, by one of the, uh, uh, I don't know if it was a founding member, but a leader of the NAACP. It was used throughout the civil rights movement and it was a song of inspiration. It was a song about not being oppressed or allowing yourself to continue to live under that kind of oppression. It is a positive song. And this, by the way, was not the first year that they sang it ahead of the Super Bowl. But here is what Matt Gates posted on social media, giving us his racist reasons for not allowing his wife to watch the game. Here's what he put. Wife, today is the Super Bowl. Me, we aren't watching. Wife, why? Me, they're desecrating America's national anthem by playing something called the Black National Anthem. Wife. Does that mean Cardi is performing? So congratulations. You managed to be both racist and misogynistic in your idiotic little tweet there, because you're telling your wife, she's not allowed to watch something on television because you can't stand the thought of black people not being oppressed. And then of course, according to you, your own wife chimed in with some racism of her own, when you mentioned black national anthem and she's like, Oh, does that mean Cardi B is performing? <laughs> wow. What a horrible pair of human beings, like just genuinely awful, terrible humans is what Matt Gates and ginger lucky his wife. That's what y'all are. You're just absolutely bottom of the barrel, terrible, terrible people. Matt, here's the thing, bud. If you didn't want to watch that part of the game, you could have just not watched that part of the game. If you're offended by a song that has roots again in the civil rights movement, roots with the NAACP, if that is enough to trigger you so badly, then you have something seriously wrong with you. I mean, you, you didn't have any problem with Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. You didn't have any problem with Post Malone singing America the Beautiful. No, no, no. Just the black song, right? What does that tell us about you, Matt? We all know the answer to that, by the way. I don't need you to answer that for us because we know exactly what it says about you. Again, just beyond despicable human beings, unable to sit for a minute and a half through a song on a television football game. And Matt Gates thought he was being clever, thought he was being funny, I guess. I don't know if he actually watched the game. I'm assuming he probably did. But here's the thing. This is the same guy who just a couple weeks ago went on national television and said that, hey, we don't need to worry about the Karen voters out there because for every Karen we lose, we gain a Jamal and a Julio. Of course, stereotypically uh, uh, names for Hispanic and African-American voters. Yeah, Matt, you may want to rethink that one. 
Because not only was that in and of itself a racist and misogynistic statement, but so was your little post here on social media. I don't think you're gaining any non-white voters with any of the comments you've made recently. And if the reports coming out of Congress are accurate about all of the cooperating witnesses they have against you, maybe you should focus less on making horribly racist jokes on Twitter and focus more on the legal problems that are about to smack you upside the head. Donald Trump tried to join in to the Taylor Swift hysteria that has taken a hold of Republicans' brains recently, and shortly before the Super Bowl on Sunday, Donald Trump got on Truth Social and actually took credit for making Taylor Swift, as he puts it, so much money. Like Taylor Swift, who, by the way, has been a popular Grammy-winning musician long before Donald Trump ever even thought about getting into politics— She owes her wealth, apparently, to Donald Trump because of a law he passed in 2018. Here is what Trump put on Truth Social. I signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act for Taylor Swift and all other musical artists. Joe Biden didn't do anything for Taylor and never will. There's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in the history of our country, and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. Besides that, I like her boyfriend, Travis, even though he may be a liberal and probably can't stand me. Everything, absolutely 100% of everything that goes through this man's head, that comes out of his mouth or that comes from his fingers on a keyboard, it's all about him. Like, how do the Trump voters out there not see that this man can take anything in the world and make it all about him? Taylor Swift is not impacted in any way by Donald Trump. Travis Kelsey, not impacted in any way by Donald Trump. The Super Bowl, not impacted. Yet he ties everything all back to him because it's all from him. Like that is the level of narcissism living within this man's brain. And it's, by the way, not leaving room for much anything else in his brain. Here's the thing about Taylor Swift. As I mentioned, she was winning Grammy Awards long before Donald Trump even thought about running for office. The Music Modernization Act did, in fact, allow more royalties to go to artists uh, from streaming services, but those numbers are, are still insanely low. We're talking about literally fractions of a fraction of a fraction of a penny per play. I actually interviewed Max Collins from Eve six, uh, on the ring of fire podcast about two years ago, uh, you know, long after Trump had signed this bill and the amount of money that artists get from these streaming platforms is absolutely insulting. So yes, Trump increased the amount that they get, but it's still rock bottom. Taylor Swift, on the other hand, is not relying on that for her income. Taylor Swift has made so much money off of this tour that she is giving out bonuses that are literally uplifting the economy. The places where she goes and performs see massive economic benefits from Taylor Swift in a way that Donald Trump could never have imagined even helping the country when he was president. It's estimated that globally, Taylor Swift's era's tour is going to contribute to 80 billion dollars in consumer spending. 
That's people going to these areas where the shows are, whether it's here in the United States or anywhere overseas. So they're going, they're showing up at the venues, they're buying things, they're spending money and spending money helps the economy. Trump's not doing that. Trump never does that. He's all about helping himself. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift has given out bonuses, generating massive economic revenue, basically helped the NFL all season long. Yeah. Taylor Swift is a massive economic benefit and she owes none of her success and none of her wealth, not a single penny of it to Donald Trump. But of course he's taking credit for it, says she would be disloyal to him if she endorsed Biden. I tell you what, Taylor Swift comes out today and endorses President Biden. He wins the election in a landslide. And that's what Donald Trump's afraid of. He knows that Taylor Swift has the kind of power that he's always wished that he had. And that terrifies him tremendously because he knows that with a single post on social media, with a single statement at a concert, Taylor Swift has the power to wreck his life. And he's terrified that she might do it. On Monday, the folks over at Morning Joe on MSNBC aired a supercut of clips of Donald Trump from just over the weekend. So a span of two days, maybe going into Friday. So we'll say three days, three days of Donald Trump gaffes and just genuinely incoherent statements. They put all this together, of course. And I'll show the clip in just a moment, but they put all this together because obviously thanks to special prosecutor, Robert Hur's report from last week, everybody's talking about how dysfunctional president Biden's brain allegedly is, even though worth noting that actually came from a, a lawyer, not a mental health professional, not somebody that went to medical school. It's from somebody who's trained to interpret the law. So maybe not take uh, uh, medical advice from that guy, but either way, it's been in the news. Morning Joe sought to counter it. So again, they put together this clip here from just two and a half days of Donald Trump saying stupid stuff. Here it is. Rich people are given $7,000 subsidies. I didn't need this. I had a very nice life. Nice Saturday afternoon. I could tell you if I weren't doing this where I would have been, I would have been in a very nice location. The danger from within is far greater, in my opinion, from the, than the danger on the outside of our country. That's danger, but this is serious. The fascists, the communists, the serious socialists. I hear that they like Obama better. They should like Obama better. You know why? Because he didn't ask for anything. We were like the stupid country of the world, and we're not going to be the stupid country of the world any longer. We're not going to be. Got bad under, under this guy. So he now wants to send them 50, 60 billion dollars. I know all about the marbles. I can tell you every marble, but these beautiful columns that are incredible how they could have done it years ago without the powerful tractors. We have to win in November or we're not going to have Pennsylvania. They'll change the name. They're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. Strewn all over the garage for under his precious. We can be energy independent and we can even be energy dominant. And yes, quickly says that President Trump. I don't even know what to make of that. 
And it is worth noting, of course, that this is like two, just two of Trump's speeches that he gave over that two and a half day span. Like that's how many stupid things. And by the way, that's not even all the stupid things because they didn't even include the horrible part where he's like, yeah, I've told our allies that I'll let Russia attack you. They can do whatever the hell they want. If you don't pay your NATO dues. Um, so there's even more again that they didn't include there, but these are the kinds of clips that remind everybody that right now we have a media that is of course overloaded with stories about president Biden's brain. And granted, he had a bad week last week. I'm not going to downplay that at all. He said multiple different times he was talking to people who'd either been dead for many years or had been out of power for many, many years. Okay. But he's old and he's slightly forgetful. Do I think that he has any form of dementia? No. I think he's just an old man with a wealth of knowledge. And sometimes it's a little difficult to recall. You get names mixed up. It happens. You ever talk to one of your grandparents, possibly even your parents when they get to that age, it's a very common thing to happen. It doesn't mean that there's a necessarily a problem or that they can't be trusted or that their faculties aren't all there. It just means that they've got more information to sort through in their brain. And sometimes it can get a little mixed up. Trump on the other hand, in that clip, as you saw is ranting about stupid things. He's of course making some gaffes but talking about the fact that they're going to rename Pennsylvania. I remember I've been doing this so long folks that there was a time in my career of doing this, that if a politician came out and said, they're going to rename the state of Pennsylvania, if you don't vote for me, that had been the end of their career. Okay. The men with the butterfly nets would have come out and put you in a nice little jacket that has no armholes and said, Hey, come look at this room with the pillows on the wall. This is your new home. And yet today, the person who makes these crazy, because there's no other word to describe it, crazy statements, he's the Republican frontrunner. Again, within the last 20 years, a statement like that would have been, okay, these nice men are going to take you away. Um, we're going to take the microphone from you. I don't think you need that anymore, bud. But no, like we have normalized the crazy with Donald Trump. And it's not we, I haven't done it. You certainly haven't done it. It's the damn media out there. Not hammering him every single time crap like this happens. I mean, we're still getting headlines today about Biden's brain from the Robert Hur report. All these crazy things that Trump has said, that's old news now. It happened over the weekend. Let's move on. If we, if the media, not we, if the media treated Donald Trump's crazy statements the same way they forget or, or talk about Biden forgetting somebody's name, we wouldn't be in this position today. And Donald Trump would not be taken seriously by any voter in this country. Well, folks, the Project 2025, that of course is being led by the Conservative Heritage Foundation, which is the effort to make sure that a second Donald Trump administration is packed with nothing but loyalists, it appears to finally be getting off the ground. And on February 19th and February 20th, they're holding a two-day retreat with a bunch of people who are seeking cabinet positions in a possible Trump second term. Now, while the Heritage Foundation and of course Project 2025 is not necessarily putting on the event, 
it reeks of their involvement. Here it is. The Association of Republican Presidential Appointees will host a two-day boot camp on February 19th and 20th to prepare potential government appointees insight into the operating context of the roles and tactics they could use to help Trump gain control over the levers of power. Here is how one Trump official explained it. They have to be resolute with their commitment to the president's vision. You weren't elected. You're a cabinet person as part of the executive branch. And your job is to understand and execute. Another former white house official said this of the two day boot camp. We're not going to sit around and wait for the Senate, which is very, very divided and not even in the hands of conservatives to get things done. Things will be happening even before inauguration day. According to the report, allies are working to weed out those that would employ subterfuge to thwart Trump's plans, and the former president's fixation on loyalty has settled over the entire Republican Party. So what they're doing is they're holding this little two-day boot camp next week, Monday and Tuesday, and they're going to weed people out. They're going to make sure that, hey, you want a job in this guy's second administration. Cool enough. Uh, what if he comes in and says, Hey, I want to use the military on the streets of the United States. I want to have the army marching down the streets of Chicago, putting people in a real police state. Now I'm not allowed to do that according to the law. So what are you going to tell me when I tell you I'm going to do that? If the answer is anything other than yes, sir, right on it, then thank you. Here's the door. Goodbye. That's what this is. This is an extension of that project 2025. They want to make sure that every single person from the housekeepers all the way up to the chiefs of staff, that every one of these people will be a spineless yes person for Donald Trump. So if he comes in and tells them, break the law to do this, go punish this political enemy of mine, go punish this media outlet. He will not meet a single person that will tell him no along the way. And he will have the lawyers in place at the DOJ. He will have the yes people in place to where they will make it legal by whatever means necessary. They're not going to worry about Congress. They're not going to worry about the Senate. They're not going to worry about the courts. They're going to do whatever the hell they want to do and probably face no repercussions for it whatsoever. This is why this year's election is so important. I understand that plenty of you do not like President Biden. You dislike his policy, his foreign policy, which I understand completely. Trust me, I'm not cheerleading it at all. Never have. But when you look at what this other side is doing, how can you look at President Biden and say, oh, I'm going to spite you? That makes no sense to me. You're literally putting your, your, your friends, your family, your brothers and sisters in harm's way. How dare you is what I say to that. How dare you? We have actual real action on the other side, on the right to make sure that that man, that former reality TV show host can act like a dictator in this country, taking away your rights and mine. Biden may not be as sharp as he used to be. That's a given. His foreign policy is bad to say the least. But when you stack him up next to Donald Trump, there is not a comparison, folks. There really isn't. A couple years ago, 
I'm right there with you, right? I'm a lesser of two evil thing is stupid. We, we shouldn't do this vote blue. No, no matter whose stuff, let's get real progressive. Let's get progress. And I still push for that shit. But I also understand as I've gotten a little bit older that sometimes you do have to suck it up. Okay. And I think there's too many people on the left that refuse to suck it up that say, you know what? No, that's a deal breaker for me. I'll just let Trump take over and then the whole country can go to hell and then you'll see how you like it. Fun fact, a lot of those people who say that are living in nice little blue states where you're not living under the yoke of oppression from a Republican governor, are you? I am. I've seen it firsthand. My family has personally experienced it firsthand. And I wouldn't dare wish that on somebody else by letting Donald Trump retake the reins at the White House. You haven't lived under that in your safe little blue state. But you will if you let this happen. So take it from the people who are telling you from experience, you don't want this. So suck it up. You may not get the choice that you want in this year's election. And yeah, that does suck. So fight harder and do better next time. But for now, we got to suck it up because this is not a lesser of two evils moment. This is a generationally evil individual on the right who has the potential to destroy this country. And I'm damn sure not going to let that happen. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. Balanced.